beginning sure the talk show you know people phone in and make a beef oh what about whatever happens to bug you that's what you talk about sometimes he agrees with the caller other times he sets them straight because the trucks keep rolling we are inclined to take them for granted forget the service they give 
But just suppose that for some malevolent reason in every city, town, and village all across the nation, suppose the trucks miraculously disappear. I got to get to Canada and, and join the armies and save the princess. Hey, Hi, I was wondering if this was the same Chris T who does um, the radio show. Because um, if it is, I think your show is really great. Um, but if it isn't, um, I'm sorry to have bothered you. Oh, it's no bother at all. It's me, Christy, here on thehoundnyc.com every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time with a aerial view, either a live and new aerial view or perhaps an aerial view archive, but either way, there will be an aerial view. There will be blood. And don't forget, Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the Hound Howl, followed by a Crash in the Party, the doo-wop chop shop of the year with Mark and Miriam. Friends, some of you may know, some of you may not know that I spent a dozen years doing trucking radio. Now, I know what you're thinking. What the hell is trucking radio? Well, it's radio meant for truck drivers. Exactly what it sounds like. I was on the Road Dog Trucking radio channel at Sirius XM. It was Sirius when I got there. There was no merger yet, no XM. And I got hired because I had been doing a talk show called Aerial View on WFMU for many years. Free of charge. Volunteering. Actually giving them money. Thousands of dollars. And volunteering every spare moment I had. And doing a show for free. And that still wasn't enough for the gatekeeper whose birthday it is today. So happy birthday in hell. Happy birthday in hell! I was discarded when I was no longer useful. But, prior to that, I had been hired to co-host a daily phone-in talk show meant for truck drivers. It was a very odd place to find oneself. I knew a thing or two about truck drivers when I took the gig. I knew that they uh, they worked hard. I knew that it was a good, honest, blue-collar profession, working-class profession where you could quickly rise to where you could, you could go out and buy your own truck and become an independent contractor. And then you could buy another truck and hire somebody to drive that. And before long, you could have a trucking company. I also knew that it required a lot of, uh, a lot of hustle to make any money. If the wheels aren't rolling, you're not making any money. 
and that it was a dangerous, difficult job that a lot of people didn't want to do and a lot of people didn't understand and looked down upon. And from the first phone call we took on our little show, which was called Freewheeling, named by me, from the very first call we heard we should shut down and show them what it would be like to go without stuff for a few days. We should shut down. And uh, it never happened. Not in the dozen years I was part of that show, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., being slowly tortured by my co-host, who was the textbook definition of a malignant narcissist. I would wake up in the morning sometimes right about my ninth year, eighth year of this torture that I, I was being put through. I'd put my feet on the floor and I'd say to myself, how much longer is this going to go on? How much longer do I have to do this? It wasn't much longer. They uh, canceled our show in April of 2018 and fired us. And the guy that did that it just got a promotion, by the way. Now, uh, I still talk to a few drivers who would call into the show on a regular basis. Why, just yesterday I reached out to Buzzard, who is retired and living somewhere between Tucson and Phoenix. And they missed the show. When I talk to these drivers, they tell me how entertaining the show was and how different it was from everything else. But when Trump got elected, the whole thing went south. We were referred to on the air as libtards on a regular basis, and we kept being accused of uh, making fun of truck drivers. I, don't, I, I still, to this day, don't know what the hell that means, how we were making fun of truck drivers. I don't get it. But among the professions, it's always in the top five, top three of the most dangerous professions. I always say, if it doesn't kill you quick with a crash, it kills you slow. With hypertension, diabetes, all these health problems that come about from uh, sitting for long periods of time. Because what are you going to do? Stand up and drive the truck? And uh, I got to know and I got to appreciate the people who did that job. Because, let's face it, as it says on the t-shirt, without truckers you'd be hungry, homeless, and naked. They bring us everything. And they still do. And yet there's a 95% turnover rate in the trucking industry. These trucking companies can't hold on to drivers. Every year they have to replace almost their entire workforce. It's amazing. Think of any other profession or uh, industry where that would happen. Veteran drivers tell their kids, don't you dare go into trucking because they know what a terrible lifestyle it is. Matter of fact, there was a story in the New York Times just a few weeks ago about what it means to be an over-the-road truck driver. It's fairly horrible. I'm amazed anybody goes and does it anymore, frankly. Uh, the pay is shit. The hours are shit. 
The working conditions are shit. The food is shit. The sleep is shit. The whole thing is shit. And uh, it, it shows you the degree to which we don't care. That uh, we don't do anything about it. For instance, building truck stops in major metropolitan areas that can actually accommodate the number of trucks that show up every night instead of the trucks having to park on the shoulder of the ramp because there's no room in the truck stop because of all the NIMBY types who are like, I don't want a truck stop in my backyard. Well, fuck you. How about you don't get the shit that's on that truck? How about that? You piece of garbage. So truck drivers, they got it tough. And they have a right to bitch and moan and complain. Why, uh, just Wednesday, I was driving a 10-foot box truck back from Saugerties, New York, loaded with stuff from my store that I was forced to close because my cousin is a train wreck of a person. Jealous, envious, wanted me out after I had built this thing up for a year. And uh, my wife and I, Sweet Tea and I, thought we were going to move up there and I was going to run a store. She told me, you're impacting my income. Because she would see people buy stuff from me. And she didn't like it. She didn't like it. So I had to pack up my stuff and go. So there I am Wednesday driving this 10-foot box truck down the thruway. And the four-wheelers, as truckers call them, just acting like total dicks all around me. Just getting in front of me and slowing down the nothing. Thinking you could stop this truck on a dime and you can't. It's just impossible. Imagine... Imagine it's not a 10-foot U-Haul truck. It's, it's, it's a 53-foot truck and trailer. Semi and trailer on. Just imagine that. And some asshole pulls out in front of you and then slows down. We should be thanking truck drivers every day of our lives for not killing us all out on the road constantly. When you see a professional truck driver, you should bow your head in thanks. Don't do it if you're driving. But you know what I mean. And now, in the last week or so, actually it's been three weeks, we've seen news of these Canadian trucker protests up there in Ottawa, the uh, capital of Canada. The original capital, by the way, was Kingston. And then they realized it's right across Lake Ontario and it can be invaded really easily. So they moved it the hell to Ottawa. Moved it all the way to hell to, to Ottawa. And uh, the truckers, led by a few folks who were fed up with uh, what they saw as unfair vaccine mandates. Namely, you had to be vaccinated to cross the border from the U.S. to Canada, our largest trading partner. Truckers said, no, we've had enough. Uh, no. And so they've been in the capital in Ottawa for three weeks, uh, laying on their air horns, annoying the crap out of the residents of Ottawa, turning a lot of people off. And uh, Canada, their, their national model is something about like peace, order, and, and good government, something along those lines. I'm going to get a Canadian on the phone and ask, actually, what the hell it is. It's uh, So I don't remember it. But Canadian Dave is going to join us. It's been a while since uh, my friend Dave up in Toronto. 
enjoying the show, but let's get him on now. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm doing good. What is the motto? Do you remember off the top of your head? What is it? Peace, order, and good government? Something along those lines? Um, what, what, for my house? For Canada. No, I don't. America's know. toque. I, no, I never heard that. I never heard that. No. Yeah, how but long you've, have you been Canadian? It, it must be something like, don't, don't step on the beaver. Uh, no, it's peace, order, and good government. Well, that would make sense because we are a peaceful and, 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 you know, good governed kind of people. So, yeah. What was so, the second one? Peace, order, and order, good yeah. government. Yes, well, order. We're really, we're, you've been to you've been up here. You know, we're very orderful people. It's um, no. I, yes. Listen, I tell I tell the story about that time we were in Kingston, Ontario, visiting Janet's cousin, and we went to go get on this uh, boat that takes you out on Lake Ontario for like a scenic cruise, and we had to wait while they made sure that everybody who had tickets got on before us because we had forgotten to buy a couple of tickets. There were four of us, and I think we only bought two tickets, and. They wouldn't sell us another two tickets until they made sure that everybody who had bought a ticket could get on the stupid boat. And I was amazed because like in America, they'd just be like, here, here's a ticket. Get on the boat. (laughs) But in Canada, they were like, it's not fair if we do it that way. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Egalité. Isn't that one of the French things, though? I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, here's a breaking news, by the way, as we uh, welcome Dave from Toronto. Uh, It seems that about an hour and 15 minutes ago, or just over an hour and a half ago, the police moved in on the protesters in Ottawa and are clamping down. Tow trucks are in the vicinity, towing trucks out from the streets around the Parliament building. And crowds are now clashing with the police as the arrests continue. Is that what you're seeing up there, Dave? Well, that is pretty much what's going on. Um, Some of the truckers actually took the tires off their rigs to make it harder for people to to tow them. Um, So, yeah, that's going on. And they're clashing. They're screaming. They're... There's, you know, calling the policeman brother and brother join us and all this kind of stuff. It's eerily similar to what the uh, protesters at um, uh, on one six were doing to the Capitol police officers while they were beating them. But um, right, you know. yeah. Well, it's it's amazing because one of the things I learned doing trucking radio for a dozen years is there's a lot of truck drivers who were formerly law enforcement. I had a standard joke, which is. Did you ever pull yourself over? Because so many of them would go back and forth between trucking jobs and law enforcement jobs. And it's all because they're ex-military. And so I always wondered, like, if stuff really went down, if we have this uh, freedom convoy that's planned for, I believe, March 4th in the United States, that's supposed to leave from California and go to uh, to D.C., it's, it's supposed to be gathering in Indio, in California desert, uh, if if the law enforcement here would actually stop it or if they're going to be sympathetic and you know, let it roll. Yeah, that seems to be the big question. Well, now that the now that they're clearing out the Ottawa protesters and there a little bit of the steam seems to be coming out of it. I mean, the, the, it's Canadian, so they're not going to rip them out over overnight. It'll it'll take a 
it, they'll do it peacefully and quietly. Some of the truckers are actually just saying, okay, I'm going to take my truck and park it elsewhere. I'm going to come back to protest. And that's really nice. And they can do that. But um, I'm sorry, what were we just talking about? Uh, the, we- um, the, oh, yeah. The, the, the big question is, is how this was able to happen. Because here, like they knew for weeks that these guys were coming. And they knew they were coming with big rigs. And the police officers just said, hey, right this way, come this way, instead of like blocking the highways and not allowing these people in. Now, we did have a similar protest here in Toronto. Uh, However, the police did a terrific job because they completely shut down access to the downtown core, which for anybody having to drive through the downtown core was lots of fun. But aside from that, the truckers weren't able to do stuff with their rigs. And then the police said, okay, you got to go now or there's going to be trouble. And they left. Well, um, who was the police chief, the chief of police in Ottawa who had to resign over all this? Didn't I he just don't resign? know his name, but um, yeah. yeah, he was resigned. Very, very ineffective guy. Um, I mean, the, some are saying that he was handcuffed by what he was able to do for law enforcement. But I mean, if this was a protest that was being done by uh, Black Lives Matter or poor people or indigenous, and they d- took things to this level to occupy a downtown core and blast horns and literally make life living terror for the people uh, in the vicinity. And we're not talking like one square block. We're talking an entire downtown core. You know. Yeah. It, it never would have happened. It could never have happened. Yet these these truckers were all allowed because there was some um, tacit sympathy for these guys. Wow. Well, tell us a little bit about Ottawa. I've never been to Ottawa. Uh, it, it, how, it's kind of, I, I mean, it's way the hell up there, isn't it? I mean, I was saying earlier, Kingston was the original capital of Canada, and they realized it's easy to attack. It's right across Lake Ontario. We have to move it. They moved it to Ottawa. So wh- what kind of city is Ottawa? Like compared to Toronto, how is it bigger? Is it smaller? Oh, no, is it's it... smaller. It's about, I'd say, about a third or even a quarter or fifth the size of Toronto. Like Toronto's a, Toronto's a big honking footprint on, uh, on, this, on this Ontario place, you know? Right, yeah. But, um, yeah, Ottawa is a smaller city. I mean, it's the seat of government. So, you know, you think of your Albanese, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Compare Albany to New York City and then you kind of got where you're at, you know? Or even Washington, D.C., for instance. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So it's it's analogous. Uh, And these these protests that were going on up there in the Canadian capital, they sort of um, they, they sort of morphed, didn't they? They started as this this idea of we don't want to be vaccinated just across the border. And then. It, there was like mission creep, was there not? Yeah, well, the question is, is whether that was really the genuine intent to begin with. But as, as they as they co- said themselves, we're here to protest um, that we can't cross the border to uh, to do our stuff and that we have to be quarantined when we come back. Um, it's bizarre that they're making these statements because they wouldn't be able to get into the U.S. unless they're vaccinated. So no unvaccinated truckers are entering the states so what do they have to complain about coming back because they're not going to get in and i kept reading that like 95 percent or 90 percent of professional 
Canadian truck drivers are vaccinated anyway. The Canadian Trucking Association said so. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So this is a hardcore of of uh, malcontents essentially who are capitalizing on this issue. Truckers disguising themselves as truckers or actually own or have access to a rig. Wow. And so it, at times it was like a party atmosphere up there, wasn't it? I mean, they, they took over entire blocks. They're grilling food. They're having music performances. There's pig, pig on a spit, bouncy castles for children. They brought children into them. Now, that's one of the problems with breaking up the protests because they're like, you have to leave if you have kids here. And that's part of the state of emergency that like they had to invoke a state of emergency because Canada just doesn't have the municipal or provincial laws to be able to deal with an insurrection at the seat of government. Right. So the Emergency so, Powers Act was really created. It was initially called like the War Powers Act. And years. Uh, yeah. But they they changed that. So as the because they didn't want the military involved. So. But it the was new, the military that went in in 1970, wasn't it? Pierre Trudeau oh, yeah, sent them yeah, in when they're was, the separatist the movement. Crisis. Right, the separatist movement in Montreal who uh, wanted to break away from Canada and have a purely French-speaking province. And They uh, hijacked, um, sorry, they um, murdered, they kidnapped and murdered a, a cab, Quebec cabinet minister, and they also uh, kidnapped the British attache, British Board of Trade attache and held him for ransom. Uh, they escaped off to Cuba and, uh, yeah, and that kind of went away. And Pierre Trudeau famously was quoted as saying, when they asked him, what are you going to do? Famously, he said, just watch me. And, Damn right, eh? And he clamped down right away. And and Justin Trudeau, his, his kid, uh, has come under a lot of fire for not uh, really showing the same amount of uh, resolution in dealing with them. Is that a fair yeah, criticism? It's it's totally fair to say. A lot of people are like, you know, really missed. See, Canada is just wasn't prepared to take on this type of thing. They never really thought about um, taking on foreign interference. You know, seriously, you know, for the past... 20 years they've been, you know, focusing all on domestic terrorism. But the whole fact is they missed the whole bit about these seditious people who, you know, are d domestic terrorists. Uh, all of this should have been anticipated a long time ago, but they didn't do anything about it because they never really thought that the the January 6th kind of mentality and siege mentality could actually happen. Now, you know, imagine if a January 6th, they didn't get in, but they actually set up shop and said they were going to live there. Like, do you think that that would have lasted for long? Like, no, I, I think the National Guard would have gone in and cleared things out. And, and look, Washington, D.C. has been occupied before. There was the Bonus Army who uh, were World War One veterans who weren't being paid their bonuses and they encamped uh on the you know in, in washington dc near the white house and the capitol building it's there were hoover vills during the depression so there, there was occupation but generally speaking it wasn't tolerated for long so is canada and, and, just and being sure canada disrupting disrupting life to the point where people couldn't sleep because they were blasting air horns 24-7, right? Yeah, those air horns are kind of fucked up. I, I was at a truck show one time, and I was walking across uh, this parking lot where all the truckers gathered, 
and one of them who sort of knew me decided to lay on his air horn and I almost jumped out of my skin. Oh fuck. <laughs> it was so goddamn loud. You know that that's the point of an air horn. It's supposed to be loud, but imagine they're in your city and they're going all day long. And I'm kind of amazed that they actually didn't defy the uh, judge's order that came down about the air horns. Oh, because, well, they did you know, defy it. They, they did. No, they didn't. They did not fully comply with it. I'm telling you, man. I mean, the the people there, you know, videos of people on their balconies screaming at them. And like, I'm just amazed that none of them threw a Molotov cocktail onto these rigs. Like, I, I'm just amazed that that didn't happen. So going back to the breaking news in Ottawa, it says here in the New York Times, quote, the Ottawa police said that some demonstrators had assaulted officers and had tried to remove their weapons. The police deployed crowd dispersal spray against demonstrators and officers on horseback were forcing the crowd back, leading to a rush of people trying to flee in a flood of panic, unquote. Um, So were you watching any of this on uh, Canadian television up there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's live right now. I'm I'm watching it as we speak. It's on in the background on mute. Uh, What channel are you watching? Uh, CBC CBC. Newsworld. All right, coming from the top of the uh, the needle in Toronto, is that where they're mm-hmm. intended? Uh, so, what are you what are you seeing, Dave? You want to give us some uh, live play by play? Well, I mean, right now, right now, what I'm seeing is there's generally this big phalanx of officers on one side and a bunch of protesters in their face, but they're really not like it. Doesn't look terribly violent. Plus, it's a wide shot, so I can't really see what's going on. I'm sure if I could get, if somebody was in there with a close-up, they'd be able to see somebody yelling at someone and, and a police with a very stone face. But for the first time ever, there's as many or more police officers than there are protesters. Now, and the look- policemen are just kind of standing there, holding their ground while the the um, the occupiers are there standing their ground. Uh, they honestly believe that they're entitled to be there, that they're not doing anything wrong, and that the police are on their side. And the police gave them every reason to believe that for the longest time. But now the police appear to have game faces on and way more police have been called in to and basically been told, "Okay, now we shut this down. Um, They could have really gotten a great lesson from Toronto. I mean, I had to get through the downtown core to uh, to get to a hospital uh, in the middle of this thing. And uh, it was it was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. They locked down entire sections of the city. And it's only because I had some paperwork from the hospital that I could show them that I was able to get through. Wow. Just crazy. Just crazy. Uh, It says here, too, in the Times report that the Ottawa Police Service said that as of Friday afternoon, 70 people had been arrested on various charges, including, quote, mischief, unquote, a serious offense under Canada's criminal law, which can carry a prison term of up to 10 years for mischief. Yeah, well, mischief is is the word, but that you'd have to look up the legal definition of it. And essentially, it's like you're 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 going beyond the pale. You're breaking the norms of society, and you are causing harm. Now, so, are the are the, yeah. are the Canadian knuckleheads you think just uh, not quite as uh, violent as American knuckleheads? When you say it's kind mm-hmm. of reminiscent of of January sixth, I mean they, that was a very violent mob. Is this? mob that violent you think well you know you take the the one sixers and you cross them with bob and doug mckenzie and voila oh my god that's just 
Uh, so they're all out there drinking Labats and Molson and, and oh, having yeah, a really sure. good time. And along come the police to fuck up their party. Well, yeah. the police and they're like, you know, they're not going to do anything. Come on. We're just here having a good time. You know, it's my right to protest. It's total line. Well, you know? the word apparently that the, the, the thing is, the thing is that nobody is really paying attention to is these people are really well funded and they're funded by foreigners. And a lot of that money seems to be coming from the U.S. And you'll see Fox News portraying this as a freedom convoy, as opposed to what it is, is an occupation by a bunch of thugs with rigs. It's interesting because, yeah, you know, uh, it's it's been interesting to watch how people are lining up with this thing. I mean, Fox News, of course, is going to make hay out of this because they're just a, you know, a bunch of uh, miscreants over there. And love this kind of, you know, quote unquote populist crap, never mind the reasons or if it's, you know, uh, AstroTurf as opposed to an actual grassroots movement. And, of course, the worry is that uh, this thing is going to be replicated. I mean, who's to say that it's not going to happen again? I I, I don't know that ending this doesn't mean that these, quote unquote, freedom convoys are going to live on in some form. I think the the only way to deal with these freedom convoys is, is what Ontario ended up doing, which was saying, okay, if you're going to be part of this thing, you can face fines of up to $100,000 a day, and you will lose your commercial and or personal driver's license, your commercial trucking and or personal driver's license. So if this is what you want to do, you, you're not going to be able to do it. So... And, yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that seems pretty heavy duty. You could lose your ability to earn a living if that's what you're doing for a living. You're driving a truck that can they can make it so that you can't any longer. And, and you'll have your truck compounded. I mean, mm. it's it's perfect. So yeah. like just like that's and that's how to deal with these things because you have to remember these these rigs are as you know they're they're massive vehicles like, and they're right? very expensive. Lots of times they're not owned outright though, so I'm not sure that impounding them would be that big a deal uh but yeah let's let's for a minute by the way did you know that one of the main organizers of this thing one of the people who became a main voice uh tamara lich i believe her last name is pronounced. okay she's in a uh cover band in medicine hat alberta called blind monday did you know that no, I didn't. She is here. I want to read from her bandmix.ca page. Oh, gosh. Uh, she says here, quote, influences. I am a lover of music, period. I love a wide variety of genres. And she she has an apostrophe S on genres. I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> from classical to country to good old rock and roll, Johnny Cash, Kiss, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Loretta Lynn, CCR, Beatles. There isn't a Canadian act in anything that she mentions. No, no love for Bachman Turner Overdrive, for God's sakes. You know, you know, on. no you love gotta, for the Guess Who. Damn right. No love for Neil Young or Joni Mitchell. No, no young, no love. I, that's all the Canadian artists I can name off the top of my head, Dave. I'm sorry, I've that's run crazy. out. No yeah, love. There's also like you know, um, Arcade Fire and um, oh, Arcade Fire. That's right. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah, Arcade sure. Fire. Absolutely. What are they? They're from Montreal, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's it. That's it for all the Canadian groups. No, no there's, there's men without hats. No, there's 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 actually dozens and dozens. What was uh, what was that one that was from Kingston? Was it? I want to say widespread panic, but is it? Oh no, that no. was. Um, 
they just they just retired. Oh gosh, the guy sings like like a goat. No, sorry, it's bad. Bad. What's his name? Okay, it's killing me now. Sorry, I don't have access to Google. You can Google that. Oh my God, it's like no one can remember. I know when I see it, I'm gonna be like, duh, of course that's it. The tragically hip. Tragically hip. Thank the tragically you. hip. Yes, Thank they were. They're from Kingston, yes. Ontario. and the the singer died of cancer um, a little while ago. It was yeah. really really sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always confuse them with Barney Kid ladies, and like Barney Kid ladies, like you can't turn on the TV without hearing having Big Bang Theory come on, and then you know there goes another royalty check for them. It's just crazy. Oh Jesus! The last thing we need is bare naked <laughs> ladies. I'm sorry. Uh, talking to Dave yes, up Canadian there in though. Toronto. Um, and Dave uh, is very proud of the way that his city handled the trucker protest. Unlike Ottawa, they had their stuff together and they clamped that thing down and stopped it before it began. Meanwhile, in Ottawa, it went on for it's going on 22 days now, somewhere around there. Yeah. And it as is. we speak, the police officers in their fluorescent Jackets augmented by other officers in uh, what appears to be Canada's version of uh, olive drab are uh, closing yeah, in. Some they, the olive drab guys look quite good with their with their helmets and such. Yeah, yeah, Black they got their riot like gear on. Uh, there's also um, Royal Canadian Mounted Police on horseback. You've got heavy duty tow truck operators who have concealed their license plates and the names of their businesses on the sides of their trucks. They don't want to be associated with this, but they've been pressed into service. It's crazy, it and they like... had to be. And here's the, here's my take on that, by the way, I think it's crazy because these tow truck drivers, I understand. Okay. We don't want to show, we don't want to go against truckers, but the fact is 90% of truckers are, are not part of this protest. And if your truck breaks down on the side of the road, well, do you think the 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 highway police are going to say no? You can have the tow truck operator of your light of your choice. It's this guy. He's coming and he's taking you away now, right? Yeah, yeah. They 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 pay a fee usually, like in the United States, the tow truck operators pay a fee to work a certain stretch of the road, and they are the only exactly. ones that can work that stretch of road. So yeah, um, exactly. So like, what are they worried about? I don't know. By the way, the phone number here is 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528. The phone lines are open if you want to call in. I would especially love to hear from any of uh, those truck drivers that I used to speak to on SiriusXM. If you're listening, 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528. That number is in Palm Springs, but I am not. I can assure you of that. I want to talk for a moment again about Justin Trudeau because... A lot of what's coming out about him, you know, the, describing him as like an elitist. He handled this in the worst way possible. Some of the things coming out of his mouth indicate a real disassociation from what working people's lives are actually like. I mean, do you have any empathy for any of uh, what's going on here with these protests? And, and what do you think? Is Trudeau going to be in danger after this? Well, a poll was done that found that like a, a, a tiny said that only a tiny portion of people would support Trudeau uh, because of how he's handled uh, the pandemic. But the question what the, which was posed was actually, are you more inclined to vote for him because he because of how he handled the pandemic? 
right? So you'd still be inclined to vote for him. Yes, I'm going to. Am I, am I now more inclined to vote for him because of how he handled the pandemic? I don't know. I guess he did okay. I don't know. Personally, um, but that was a, a tiny major- minority, okay? Well, how is the pandemic in Canada as opposed to here? What, what's, it's, what's the it's latest? The sa- it's the same stuff. It's beginning to wane, thank God, you mm, know? Yeah. And, you know, uh, it, it's been terrible going on, can't, going on public transit and seeing people without masks. And those that don't wear masks uh, really make a point of getting in your face and saying, oh, yeah, I'm not wearing a mask. You know, it's terrible. Do they really call you sheeple? Did they ever? Did anyone ever call you sheeple? Uh, I, I've heard, I've, I've heard stuff like that. But you know, my, my, my reply to that is, uh, thank you, thank you, bye. Thank you, thank you for that. You know, thank you, thank you for that. But it, when it comes to these truckers, you know, like forty six percent of Canadians said that they deserve to be listened to and they deserve to have sympathy, and and sympathy towards them. And if you get to people that are like eighteen to 34, that jumps up to 61%. So that's a lot of young people that are stating that. Now we'll flip that the other side. 54% of Canadians say they deserve nothing and what they're doing is wrong and they need to go away and stop this right now. I I would tend to split the difference. I think that there is a strong tradition of protest, whether it's Canada or the United States, and and you got to put the word peaceful in front of that, peaceful protests. Sometimes uh, protests are disruptive, and they should be. Uh, but if if there if there isn't violence, if it isn't like the insurrection that took place on January sixth, you're supposed to sort of let it play out. This, however, has turned ridiculous. This is now well, an occupying force who have taken over the capital of Canada and are making people's lives miserable who have to live and work there. I mean, they're calling for the overthrow of the government. They're calling for, you know, some pretty crazy things, you know? Is that what they want, or do they want Trudeau to go? They No, they want to be a part of the government. They want to have power in the government. So these people are, this fringe, you could say, are of a concern, are, are members of what used to be the Conservative Party of Canada, and then an, a fraction of that broke off a guy named Claude Bernier, who wanted to be the leader. Uh, he was vehement, very proposing, very, very right wing kind of policies, the type of things that won't get you elected as dog catcher in Canada. But, you know, you'll have 10 percent of people that will rally towards it. And he started this thing called the People's Party of Canada. And they've run in two elections so far and they've yet to get a single seat. But. He's the person who is on saying, you know, you're right. Dave, where'd you go? It's, it's all it's like Islamophobia and, and many other phobias. And many people believe it is tied to extreme white nationalism. I personally can't can't say that. But what I can say is that the politics that they're preaching will make them unelectable in this century, at least in Canada. We're talking to Dave up there in Toronto. I've known Dave since what, 1982? Somewhere? 81. 81. Long time. 81. Long goddamn yeah, 80, time. 81, yeah. December of 80, actually. There you go. December of 1980? Four, you're telling me yeah. 42 years we've known each other? It's been a long time. I find that hard to believe. Wow. Uh, the images are coming in from Ottawa, <laughs> by the way. A lot of people being arrested with those zip ties. I uh, don't know if that was the original intention for zip ties. 
but they make great temporary handcuffs. The Rock can bust them, though. Have you ever seen him do that? It's very cool. No. Yeah, he's just some little thing with his wrists and he snaps him. It's very cool. He snaps those zip Well, how big are the zip ties though? Are they, they No, really no, they thick were like ones? the real ones, but he he can he can break them. I don't know. There's some trick apparently to doing it, but Yeah. So again, don't, let's uh, let's go back to Trudeau for a minute. Is he going to right. lose his support in parliament and no longer have a uh, doubtful. No. You don't doubtful. Think so. Doubtful. I I don't I don't see it happening. Um the Conservative Party um, which would be the main opposition to him, uh, have just fired their leader because he was too much towards the center. And they didn't get the majority or they weren't able to, to get power. And mm. because of that, they fired him and now they're going to move further to the right, which, of course, is a smaller piece of the pie in Canadian politics than you ever could wish for. So, no, I think Trudeau's got it pretty cushy. Okay, well, there you go. He's going to survive this whole thing. Uh, and uh, as we speak right now, the, again, the police are clamping down in Ottawa. People are getting arrested, including parents who brought their kids. Apparently, that's against the law in Canada, as you were saying earlier. So, well, uh, Yeah, it's part of the Emergency Act is that you may not bring a, a minor into an area of protest like that, a place that has been deemed uh, an area of protest like that. So, um, like, these people could actually have children's services take their kids away and that they're, they'd rather be there honking their horns and saying, Freedom! Uh, another article in the Times mentions that the collaboration steering the Canada protests include former law enforcement officers, no surprise, they're military veterans mm-hmm. and conservative organizers who are steering the unrest and uh, the word freedom appearing on everybody's lip- lips. Everybody wants freedom. Nobody wants the responsibility that goes along with that freedom. This is what surprised me when I first started reading about yeah. these protests in Canada, because I thought, again, as someone who talked to truck drivers daily for 12 years, I thought something would happen in the United States before it would ever happen in Canada. It just surprised me because I thought there is... a an understanding of the responsibilities of being a free individual in a democracy in now, Canada gonna, that I'm, I'm not sure give, that we I'll, have I'll here. You, I'll tell you where um, the, so Broadway shows open in the Hamptons and they come, then they open on Broadway. So just like that in Toronto, we had um, D- Doug Ford, we had Rob Ford. Do you remember Rob Ford? The I do remember the crack smoking. Was, yeah. Correct. And he was a total populist mayor, like completely populist mayor, had many racist things come out of his mouth. And he was very much a trial run for Trump. So you might say that this trucker run is the um, Rob Ford of the U.S. trucker run. Yeah, I think this I think it's going to happen down here. I think the U.S. truckers are going to wait. A little bit. Uh, actually, March 4th, again, as I said earlier, they're supposed to be gathering in the Coachella Valley, but they're not going to the Coachella Music Festival. They're supposed to be starting one of these freedom convoys. Convoys in the United States, by the way, have been... Are illegal, right? Are illegal. They've been illegal since the 1970s. Convoy. When, yeah, when uh, the, the protests were over the price of fuel, because... Uh, when the fuel crisis happened, the diesel fuel got unbelievably expensive and truck drivers wanted 
fuel released from the strategic reserves to bring down the cost of fuel. And uh, right. they uh, they would have these convoys, and they were declared illegal. So I don't know how you're going to get away with it nowadays. I just don't know how it's actually going to happen It'll if it happens down here. It'll just have to come, come down to the various state polices saying this is illegal or we let you go we're not gonna we're not gonna interfere but remember if it, if you don't interfere it has to stop somewhere so if they're pulling up in dc i just hope the dc police have a lot of barricades and have them in place so that the truckers can't come in and unfortunately the citizens that live in the city are going to be going to be living uh, kind of clamped down for a while I'll tell you, though, they are so fed up and they have been fed up for many, many years. And this is the kind of thing that they've been looking for, something like this that they can take inspiration from and uh, move ahead with uh, letting everybody know just how pissed off they are and how they're not going to take it anymore. That kind of thing. So uh, it's going to it's it's coming here. It's going to. But don't you here. think it, it still it'll be the same percentages that like 90? I think it's 90 percent of truckers are absolutely against this thing. And it's a tiny, tiny fraction of the people that are actually are truckers in Canada that are participating in the thing. So when you knock it down, you're going to say three percent of truckers are going to get all the attention from the U.S. media to say what they want. I mean, really, why are we listening to these? I don't know. Look, I mean, one of the their rattles, one of the really just arrest them and tell them to shut the heck up. Well, one of the problems is that uh, it's very difficult to join a protest when you have to keep moving so you can feed your family. And what's happened in Canada, what happened in Canada is they raised seven point eight million dollars on the equivalent of GoFundMe, yeah. whatever it was. Um, and so it, it could it could happen here, too. It could be a case of they raise a lot of money to fund these protests down here. Now, again, who the hell knows who's behind the funding of the protest, whether it's a AstroTurf or a grassroots thing. And it, it seems to me like there are bad actors behind a lot of what's going on here who are funding this for their own nefarious purposes. Uh- uh, I, I say look to the oligarchs, and I, and, I, and the oligarchs aren't just Russian, you know? No, but it, that's a good segue to talk about the imminent invasion of Ukraine, by the way. And it seems, uh, according to a speech that Biden gave, uh, our president, Joe Biden, Joe Robinette Biden gave, uh, it, it looks like Kiev, which isn't pronounced Kiev anymore. Don't ask me how it's pronounced. Oh, know? no, I got, I got the answer for, for that, by the way. Go it's, on. It's Kiev? How do you it, say it? Well, Kiev, Kiev yeah. is how they pronounce it in Ukrainian. Kiev is the Russian pronunciation. So how about that? We grew up our whole life learning how to say Montreal instead of saying Montreal. But there you go. There you go. So uh, he believes, Biden, that uh, Putin has decided to invade Ukraine. Probably this weekend. Something tells me it's going to happen this weekend. The, you know, the stock market is closed Monday for President's Day, but I fully expect on Tuesday that uh, my 401k will become worthless as the stock market responds to uh, the invasion of Ukraine. And yeah, well, if there's anything COVID has taught us is that our, co- our, our 401ks, when they dipped at their lowest levels, was the time to double down and put more money in them because, like yesterday, they were worth three times as much as they were before it, right? 
I guess. I don't know. I mine. I, I have to stop looking at it because it depresses the shit out of me every time I look at it. Oh, and uh, what are you going to do? So, yeah, uh, that's what's going on in the world. Uh, the trucker protests being clamped down upon in Canada as we speak. Uh, these folks being told to get the hell out, out of Ottawa or face arrest. And uh, Putin preparing to invade Ukraine because uh, that's what Putin does. Yeah, it, I mean, Putin... I mean, is it part of his his wish to put the former Soviet Socialist Republic back together again? Um, clearly, Ukraine is very wealthy in terms of its natural resources and such. I mean, it's like very much the the entire jewel of the of the once Soviet Empire. So they want that back. But the people there, uh, like I don't know, I don't know how you manage that kind of stuff. It's like, gonna it's gonna get ugly, by the way, because uh, Putin has the backing of China, and yep. what do we have? We got NATO. This is gonna get interesting. It's gonna get messy. It's gonna be ugly, and I uh, life is kind of ridiculous enough as it is. The last thing we need is World War Three, as far as I'm concerned. Well, uh, I agree. I don't think we're going to get there with, over Ukraine. I don't think Ukraine's going to do it. I think that we'll look, start looking at that when um, he takes over Ukraine and then decides, OK, I'm going to move from Belarus into Poland and take that over. You know, that that's when that's when when things start getting dicey. Well, look what happened in 1939 when we didn't uh, snap too quickly enough. And, uh, know. you know, we, we what do we what do we need that again? We don't need that again. By it's the way, true, they. But, you know, a lot there are a lot of people who believe that this is just smoke and that he's doing this just as military exercises to F with everyone. And it's really and and also the U.S. uh, does military exercises on their borders all the time. Um, I know it's not the same thing. Yeah. But he may just be doing this to see how much he can jerk the chain. Oh, God. Who needs this? Why don't these people go away, Dave? When will they ever go away? Are we going to ever be free of these 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 human paraquats? That's what I want to know. I, I don't know. It's a, right. it's as the move to um, a better society brings us four steps backwards. I suppose that's true. Well, um, Dave, it's always a pleasure to speak with you up there in uh, Canada. And one of these days, uh, we'll see you again in Toronto. I'd love to bring the missus up there and spend some quality time in Canada. Absolutely. And for anyone listening to this thing, I mean, like the truckers, they, everyone has a right to protest. I just think being mindful and, and civil in the way you do that, like any other protest, is, is, is acceptable. And it's really unfortunate that this came down as it did. Yeah, but um, they let's had to go shoot, out. Shut it down sooner or later. Let's go out with a uh, trucking song from a Canadian, Buck sixty five. Ah. This is called Truckers Lament. Thank you again, Dave. Talk to you soon. Take care, Chris. Bye bye. Working on a deadline, all aboard the night train, bare in the air, and I'm stuck in the right lane. Carry me through this I got a tank full of diesel And some Jerry Lee Lewis One, two, three, four Putting on jewelry Playing by the rule book Is just tomfoolery The job is impossible What did you expect? And these goddamn four-wheelers Got no respect What used to be an oasis Is now
now where the buck stops Seems a disease has infected the truck stops Everyone needs a little break and a warm meal These corporate chains just cater to the four-wheelers Big memes up and down the highway common stops Turning a profit, their backs on the mom and pops A trucker's gotta do what a trucker's gotta do But the letters T and A don't mean what they used to This show replays on Tuesday at 6 p.m. It becomes a podcast wherever you get a podcast. In between, don't forget the Hound House, Sunday, 3 p.m., Fresh in the Party, 5 p.m. This is thehoundnyc.com. Stay here for more shows from the Hound. We've been Jesus on the cross, it's not my day. I'm a paying the cost on the lost highway. It's hard enough to make it as it is, what now? The diesel goes up, more trucks shut down. It's cheaper to produce diesel, told you before. So tell me why the hell it costs 50 cents more. Five miles to the gallon, hauling 80,000 pounds, you got